0: This is Pink Noise. My name is Jeff. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. My guest today is Sarah Elstran of The Nunnery. Sarah was the first person I ever interviewed for Pink Noise back in the fall of 2018. I met Sarah when we were doing a show together in Charlottesville as part of a very long tour she was doing. She was on the road most of that year. So I think it's fitting that, since she's the first person I ever interviewed, that she should be the first repeat guest on Pink Noise. The Nunnery has a new album out called Floating Gardens, and I knew I wanted to talk to Sarah again when she released the first single from the new album, and sent out an email with the story of the song's origins. I found the story totally compelling and inspiring, so I'm really glad she's going to share it with us here on Pink Noise. So, here's my interview with Sarah of The Nunnery.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah, and my project is called The Nunnery. When I found out I was pregnant, I definitely had hoped to come out with an album before birthing my first child. I moved from Minneapolis to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and was living out of a cabin for a little bit, and in my head I was like, this is perfect, it's so Isolated, and I can have the time to just focus on this. And for some reason, it just did not come naturally at all, and I wasn't trying to force it because I can't create when I force things like that. And then COVID hit really hard, and it was just so bizarre. And then I kind of got the spark to just make stuff without having any intention of keeping it. And then that's kind of officially where the album became like, okay, these are songs, because the more intentions I had to let go, the more natural it felt that it was just like a temporary thing that needed to be actually captured in a lot more authentic on my end.
0: How did your pregnancy factor into that mindset? Like, were you kind of thinking like you were singing to your baby, or were you kind of just engaging with songwriting? For yourself
1: yeah it was it was totally a connected thing especially because in Cyrus song um, I was playing the guitar and I hadn't been playing regularly for so long um, and it just you know because you're playing right on your stomach where they are and I was I would like feel that he was like moving around and like sometimes really rhythmic stuff it was like I could like actually feel him like moving to the music and um, I sat down with that tune and was playing it for hours and hours and I was probably eight months pregnant at the time. So Cyrus' Song was one of those feelings of capturing that moment, like speaking to him before he was born, like this is our connected time right now in a way where I don't know who you are, but I know you like better than anyone else. So I had Cyrus in 2020 and I was in labor for like 24 hours. When he was born, everything kind of flipped because he just was born not breathing because he had um, severe meconium aspiration. And he also had a shoulder dystocia, which is when your arm kind of gets stuck. So you are like getting birthed and then you go back in and you ha- I literally have to have a nurse like pull pull the baby out Everything, there's so many doctors around him immediately after and he wasn't getting like enough oxygen to so many parts of his body so his heart somebody was like literally pumping his <laughs> air with their hands which was unbelievable and no one told us really what was going on they just told us that he was going to be airlifted And in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like anytime now, I have to keep my eye on him. It's just like a very maternal feeling. And then over like the next few minutes, it became very clear that they're taking him away (laughs) from me. And um, they flew him on a helicopter to St. Paul. It just felt like I didn't have time to mourn really or anything. It was just like, all right, I'm going to see you again type feeling. And um, we have to get there as soon as we could. Like they don't normally even let people leave that soon <laughs> from a hospital after you give birth. But um, uh, I left an hour after he did from the hospital and drove the hour and a half to St. Paul. And then he was transferred again because things went horribly Bad the first night, and they wanted to hook him up to this machine um, called ECMO. Somebody had to always be on that machine. It's like it's like a space station <laughs> feeling. There was constant like beep noises of something going wrong, his uh, oxygen level going down, or blood pressure going up, or like just every single part of his body was reacting so heavily. So things needed to be altered twenty four hours of the day. Um, so it's just constant activity. So that was for really heavily for the first two weeks. We didn't like have any real like alone time with him. Um, somebody was always in the room. Yeah, and I didn't have a guitar for anything at the hospital. We were just like living at the hospital this whole time. Um, and I spent every day just sitting like kind of on his bedside the whole day. And um, I would sing this melody because I just couldn't get on social media. I couldn't find myself even really wanting to listen to other music and stuff. So I started humming to him a bunch because words were really hard to articulate. And when you're looking at somebody, because you, I don't know, I'd feel, I felt like a lot more strength when I just would kind of think things towards him. I don't know, the moment I, Kind of remembered this melody and started singing it to him it was like definitely a okay he's really listening to me and i can like really tell and i was you know you'd be like holding my hand and um just like closing his eyes or resting and stuff and it just felt like okay this is like a full circle in a way because i i'm remembering this melody before you're here and now you're here so now it's it's like it's for you. We were in the hospital for six and a half weeks, and um, I was extremely... Um, hopeful despite countless countless doctors telling us that he wasn't going to make it I had a very 100% feeling um, that he was a really really strong baby before he was born and he had his own way of like kind of telling me that and I almost felt like it bothered some of the doctors I was talking to (laughs) like I wasn't listening to them or something but I heard every single doubtful word that they were saying and they say he's having a horrible time we don't we'd expect that he'll never recover from this and like the neurologist like telling us like he will like with absolute confidence he will have brain damage And me just feeling like, I just don't think so. (laughs) I just really, I really don't think so. And then they did that last, they did his brain scan. um, And yeah, once they told us, yes, we found absolutely no abnormalities in his brain. I was just like, it kind of confirmed everything. Like, all right, he's, we're getting out of here. It's going to be fine. We left the hospital on July 5th. So the day after 4th of July, it was a really, really hot, humid day. And there wasn't any big show of any fireworks anywhere in Minneapolis. You know, a lot of things just got, they didn't want large groups to gather and thought it'd be dangerous. But ironically, everybody instead lit off so many fireworks. It just felt like it was everybody was celebrating us coming home. Like the whole world had a reason to celebrate. I I remember being, we were on the rooftop parking lot of like the hospital just watching like everybody light off fireworks at the same time. And the moon was super, super full. And it was just like, wow, we're going home. (laughs) We just went through this like crazy, crazy journey we didn't expect to go through. And it just all felt extremely unreal and yeah, it was pretty crazy how crazy it was because he is um, completely has made a 100% recovery. Yeah, he's just a total miracle child. You would absolutely never know he like went through all this stuff. In that song, Cyrus' song, I definitely put a lot of energy into it that was just being thankful to have the time I have right now. And it's funny because there's no words except um, Cyrus talking to me at the end of the song, and we're just having a little conversation. We did that a lot, and I would sometimes voice memo him, and that's what that was. It, he was just on his Johnny jumper, like chatting with me. But um, yeah, he's he's a hilarious child, and um, he he loves the song too. He dances to it, and I still have been singing it. Uh, I sing it to my daughter Zayla now, and um, Eric. Eric sings it to the kids too, which is so sweet. (laughs) It's like a lullaby without words. You're going to tell us more of the story? (laughs) What else happens?
0: New album, Floating Gardens from the Nunnery, is available everywhere. You can find it at thenunnerymusic.com. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Pink Noise, the first one of 2022. More to come, stay tuned. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe so that you'll find more episodes in your podcast feed. And go back and listen to old episodes, all of which are available in the podcast feed or at pinknoisepod.com. You can like and subscribe, you can send it to a friend, you can leave a review, or you can reach out to me directly and let me know what you think. Visit pinknoisepod.com for contact information and show notes. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening.